and singing God's people with your host, Dennis Beard, talking about the only true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ, and these exceedingly great and precious promises given to each one of us, and through them, that we are partaker of His divine nature, escaping the corruption of the world through lust. But there's a spirit. Others say, well, Jezebel's just Jezebel. And that's the daughter of Ethbaal, which Ahab married. But the, the conspiracy, the dominating, the damnable heresies that she brought to Ahab, even though when Ahab was alone, he humbled himself before God. He fasted and sought the Lord. And the Lord said, See how Ahab humbles himself before me? But yet because of the evil influence. And that's the reason why it's so important that we be not unequally yoked up and that with unbelievers, and especially in marriage contract. Not only that, but in yokes in the church. We're bearing each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But there is crept in the silly man that bringing in damnable doctrines, leading these captive silly women laden with their sins. Well, what does that mean? Let's take a look in the book of the Revelation. Now, this is all apocalyptic and what God will do in the last day judgments upon the world. And when judgments end the world on the earth, men will learn righteousness. In Thyatira, we see that in that fourth church, in Revelation 2, that we find the Lord telling the church at Thyatira, These things saith the Son of God, which hath eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. The eyes like fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost, fans in his hand, he truly purges his floor at sanctification. And then he says, feet like unto fine breath. That's the judgment of God, brass always referring to judgment. Now notice that every church from Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, says, I know thy works. He's looking for works that accompany salvation unto perfection. And the same is true here with the fourth church mentioned in Revelation 2, I know thy works, and charity, and service. This is a good church. And faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last be more than the first. Well, what possibly could be wrong with that church? It's even reached charity, which is a bond of perfectness. It sounds like they're doing pretty good. But then he says, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Now, these are the things of faith. And anything that's outside of faith then brings a reproach upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. If any man speak, let him speak the oracles of God, and that by faith. Faith worketh by love. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But Jesus said, these are some things that you've missed it. Not perfect faith. Not patience having her perfect work. And he says, I have some things against you. That's just where you've missed the faith. You've missed the mark. Notice he says in this church that's bringing forth good works. Because thou sufferest that woman 
Jezebel. Now we need to take a look at Jezebel. And is there a woman, another Jezebel there that we see also written about at that wife of Ahab, the daughter of Ethbaal? Or is it a spirit of Jezebel? That can be not only on a woman, but on a man as well. And it's easy and very subtle to fall into that thinking we're right with God and yet controlling, just as Jezebel did. Now, what was her sin? She called herself a prophetess. It says she called herself a prophetess. It's a self-exaltation. And we need to be aware of that. She brings uh, that glory to herself, not to the Lord Jesus Christ, but to follow her and calling herself a prophetess. Why? To commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. How do you eat things sacrificed to idols? Well, John 16, we're told that in this last days that Jesus will no more speak in Proverbs, that he will show us plainly of the Father. It's a revelation. In John 6 on, it says we're to eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood. Eat things sacrificed to idols are things that's outside faith. It may sound good, but it is against the gospel of Jesus Christ and against the person and work of the ministry. Faith is the substance of things, so far the evidence of things not seen. But this Jezebel commits this adultery by saying, causing the church of the living God, the servants of God, not just any believer, but ones that are true servants of God, to commit fornication, how? Eating things, not of faith, but sacrifice to idols, mammon, money. Now, the doctrine of Baal and that spirit of Baal, which they prophesied by, we'll take a look at that in a minute. They prophesied by the spirit of Baal, the Baal that was in them. It's a spirit. It prophesies peace when there is no peace. You've healed the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying peace when there is no peace. Jeremiah said it in Jeremiah 4. Jeremiah 23, he talks to the pastors that have prophesied by Baal, by this prosperity, peace. Now, Jesus covered that. He stated in the days of his flesh, you think that I come to sing peace on the earth, but rather a sword, not a doctrine of Baal but a sword, the sword of judgment, the sword that is the word of God that's quicker and sharper than any two-edged sword, rightly dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Only the word of God can do that. And Jesus said, you think that I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword to set a man at variance, the father, against his son, the mother against her daughter, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. That's certainly not a doctrine of Baal or doctrine of peace. We'll see in the book of Daniel, speaking of the apocalypse, in the revelation of Jesus, in the judgments of God, that this Antichrist, the son of perdition, a man of sin that opposes all that is God or that is worshipped so that he has God, 
that is in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, bringing peace, and by peace, destroying many. What is that? The spirit of Baal. Jezebel affects that. She is the daughter, not a true church, not the church of the living God, but a daughter of Ethbaal that literally taught the servants of God in fornication and coming against everything that is holy and that is righteous. She hates the truth. Ethbaal, there is a doctrine of the Sidonians, Tyre. This is uh, an antichrist. It speaks peace when there is no peace. It seems right. It seems like equity for all, but yet it's clothed uh, there in sheep's clothing, but yet they're wolves. Wolves in sheep's clothing to destroy many to the very effect that if the very elect possibly could be deceived, they would be deceived in these last days by this doctrine of Baal, doctrine of peace. It sounds good, but it is a prosperity gospel. It's damnable. It's a heresy and a heretic that will bring many souls to hell. That's she commits these whoredoms. We find that, that she controls, and she controls, we'll take a look at that in a minute, how she controlled Ahab, who when he was alone, and he heard the prophet of God, would humble himself, even fast and pray, and even get the attention of God, saying, see how Ahab humbles himself? But not so with Jezebel. She had a thousand prophets of Baal and of the grove that sat at her table, not Ahab's table, her table. They fled and followed her because of these enticing, seducing spirits. It seemed right to a man, but then there are the ways of death. It's the whore that preached, seeketh after the precious soul. It goes after the ones that are in the truth to slay them because the hatred is so great that she goes after and headhunts the body of Christ and those that stand for righteousness. She commits whoredoms. And it says there she causes the servants of God, the real people of God, to commit this fornication, to eat things, not the flesh of Jesus and drink in his blood, not the true faith, but what is conceived to be faith of the truth, what appeals to the flesh. God said, I gave her space to repent of her fornication. God's always willing, not any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And she repented not. She is set in her own ways. God says, here's my judgment. I will cast her into a bed. That's a sick bed. That's a bed of affliction. And them that commit adultery with her in the great tribulation. That great tribulation there is the wrath of God. There is a great tribulation, the Satan having great wrath, coming down to this earth, saying he's been cast out, having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. 
Time times a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days of the wrath of Satan called the, the time of Jacob's trouble. Three and a half years of great tribulation. We're appointed to that in the body of Christ. How be it? We're not appointed to God's great tribulation, rendered tribulation to them that trouble us. That's the wrath of God. And he says that not only will he kill Jezebel and that spirit of Jezebel, but all those that have that spirit, that he will cast them into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds, of what they're doing, not just to profess faith. They love Jesus, but yet in works they deny him. It's the works that accompany salvation and obedience unto righteousness in Romans 6. Very few understand that. And that's a deception in the last days. That is in the church at Thyatira. Well, God says, I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins of the heart. That heart has got to be right, circumcised, and make vessels unto honor, meet for the master's use, and obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness. This conscience in the heart, for you believe, is through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, but don't stop there. We're still in the flesh. The flesh then has to be sanctified, holy, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, mortifying the deeds of the flesh with the works of the flesh, which are listed in Galatians 5, adultery, fornication, and are listed drunkards and whatever, emulations of the world, that whosoever doeth these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's very explicit in telling us exactly what this Eating these things, sacrifice the devils, are not the things of faith. They're the things of peace, the things of veil. It seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And he says, he searches the reins in the hearts, and he will show himself alone as God, not a trinity, not a two-ness, not a oneness where the man's not God, but has God in him, and a oneness doctrine. But the man is God and has been made a quickening spirit. And there is none but Jesus Christ, who is the express image of his singular one person of God. And that's the faith that was once delivered to the saints, which the church is turning back to now. Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harvest and abomination of the earth, is this queen of heaven, which works of being uh, this Asherah or Ashtaroth or Astarte. Tamas is all the same. They, prophets of Baal, built groves. Why? Well, they thought that the trees, there were monuments in the open fields to not confine their gods, plural, polytheism, in a closed environment between four walls. Put them in the fields of the grove. And the trees will be altars unto these prophets of Baal. Baal will be the ones that will they will follow for peace. And they will have many different areas of peace. We follow these today. Some say, no, we don't. Yes, we do with money, mammon. 
a man that goes after riches, sets that covetous up in his heart as a sin of idolatry. Yet we have this in the church just like it's Thyatira. And it seduces the servants of God thinking that gain is godliness from such turn away. All that will be rich fall into diverse temptations and many hurtful lusts. But we still do it anyway. God gives us space to repent. And if we don't, he said, I will throw you into my wrath. Great tribulation. The great tribulation of God rendered tribulation to them that have troubled us, the body of Christ. And this it says that he will give unto every one of the believers of God according to your works. The works that accompany salvation. So it's not enough to say you love Jesus. That you've asked him to come into your heart. What do you call him Lord, Lord, and not do not the things that he tells you? That's the spirit of Jezebel, a daughter of Ethbaal, and doing the things of this world, not eating the flesh of Jesus, drinking his blood, but following Jezebel, a doctrine of peace, which will destroy many. Let's take a look at her. In Jeremiah 23, we find that God's against the pastors. Notice he says, not the priests, but the pastors, the one leading his flock. We'll be into the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock. You have driven them away. You have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. And I will gather the remnant of my flock. Who's the remnant? The remnant of the church, the seed. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, the true Jesus, the one God message there in Revelation 12. They are the ones that are the redeemed of the Lord, that love God, keep his commandments, and have the faith of Jesus, that is, have the testimony of Jesus. And he states there, I will bring them again into their folds. I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them. And we find that there's only one God there, Acts 20, 28. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he, singular, not a trinity, he hath purchased with his own blood, only one God. But the very next verse, Acts 20, 29, Paul said, but immediately after my departure, Grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock, bringing in these damnable heresies, these strange doctrines of Jezebel, Ethbaal, peace, prosperity. And they're bringing in strange things. That's the same things of Baal, peace. Sounds right to a man, but then they're over the ways of death. Paul said this is going to happen. Peter's talked about it too, and damnable heresies brought in in the church within the body of Christ. Among you, both Paul and Peter said, among the church. There we have it in Thyatira, among the servants of God, this Jezebel. It's a spirit there. It's a spirit of Baal. And we find that in 
2 Peter, the second chapter, verse 1, 2, and 3, that Peter warns of this in the last days, these damnable heresies coming in. What? Denying the only Lord God and the Lord that purchased them. Jude, in his epistle, says the same thing. That there have been these men that have crept in unawares into the church. They are very uh, uh, slippery in a slippery slope. They are seducing spirits. They think to destroy the doctrine of Christ, the one God, and the works that accompany salvation. It's through the works that they deny their God. And their works they deny him. In their mouth they profess they know him. But in works they deny him. Jesus stated the same. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things, not the things sacrificed to idols, but the things of faith, the things that I tell you? Well, God is going to turn back the revelation of Jesus to the true church of the living God, that there's only one, not a trinity, not a binary, not a oneness where the man's not God, but has God in him, but that the man is God, the Christ Jesus is Christ, who is the man, who is Christ the Spirit. And that's where and what is happening now. He says in Jeremiah 23 that in verse 5, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise... Unto David a righteous branch, a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. There will be over one king over the whole earth and his name one, not three, not two, not a oneness, but one. Zechariah 14. This is what he's saying here. There's only one God and he's going to show it. And he says, in his days, Judah shall be saved. Israel shall dwell safely, and this is the name whereby he shall be called the Lord or righteousness, Jehovah Tendishkinu. That the righteousness of God by faith and those that are there will have the sealing of God in their forehead standing through the great tribulation. In Revelation 7, having been counted worthy through faith to have their forehead sealed with the word of God. Therefore, the, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say the Lord liveth with brought up the children out of the land of Egypt. That won't even come into mind. Well, what would they say then? That was one of the greatest moves of God revealed in the days of Moses in the exodus of Israel from Egypt. That won't even come into mind because the work that God does in this last days in the work of the ministry, judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet, will make the exodus of Israel from Egypt pale in comparison. And it says, But they will say, The Lord liveth with brought up in which led the seed, that generation of Christ, of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all countries uh, whither I had driven them. Now, in the former reign, there was great persecution against the church in Acts the 8th chapter. Their abode at Jerusalem only, the apostles. Where was the church? There was 3,000 saved in one day and another 5,000 later. 
not counting women and children, just men alone, receiving the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Well, where were they? They were scattered abroad, the diaspora, and whenever we're preaching and teaching the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, and a great move, preaching the one God, Jesus' only doctrine of Christ, that Jesus, he is the Lord, the kingdom of God, has come nigh unto us. And these that have turned the world upside down in the former reign have come to our city also. They literally took the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Well, what God does in the last days will be far, far greater. To the point, they, they won't even come into mind what God did with Moses and the exodus of Israel from Egypt. That won't even come to mind because the work will pale in comparison to what he did back then into the last day work of the ministry in the revelation of Jesus Christ, God Almighty. And he says, my heart within me is broken because of the prophets. There's not just some prophets that's entered into the church, into the world, this Jezebel within Thyatira, within the body of Christ. What is this? Well, Jude says, these were men foreordained unto condemnation, ungodly men, unholy, turning the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness, unto unnatural affections, things sacrificed to idols, not things of faith, but what they thought seemed good to a man, what they thought would be God, peace, and it's not peace. And what... What is their bottom line? Jude tells us, turning the grace of our Lord into to lasciviousness, how? Denying the only Lord God, that there's only one person of God. Not a trinity, never has been, not a binary, not a tunis, not a father and a son. The son is the father revealed. And not a oneness where they say the man's not God, but, and his glorification has God in him. That's a God-man doctrine of the Chalcedonian definition in 451 AD, which is a lie. Stating in that Chalcedonian definition of the God-man that the Son of God, quote, the Son of God, according to his Godhead, was begotten of the Father before the foundation of the world, unquote. That is a bald-faced lie. And that's what permeates and is predominant in the Protestant church world today of the God-man. While he, Jesus, was walking on the water, he's God. But when he was suffering and worried with his journey, he's a man. And he's switching from God to man at his total arrow. Christ, the Spirit, is Christ the man. That's the doctrine of Christ. We see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. There is no Christ Jr. Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. And that revelation is there's no Spirit Senior that begot a Spirit Junior in heaven. Deuteronomy 32 says, when this judgment is in the world, it's in the earth, men will learn this truth. That there's only one God, one person of God. God says, is this, not, is this not sealed up among my treasures? Well, the treasures will be revealed in him 
or hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2. But where will it be revealed? In and through the body of Christ. Where do you see that? Well, 2 Corinthians 3. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure, the body of Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. Those chosen of God, the servants of God, having the seal of God in their forehead will be one God only, one person of God, and that is the doctrine of Christ, saying the Lord Jesus is that spirit. Not a spirit junior, is that spirit, capital S. 2 Corinthians 3.17. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of liberty he gives to us written in our hearts. Not upon tables of stone, but written in our heart. Now we don't see through a glass darkly as we did in Pentecost. Now we all with open face. Beholding is in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the very same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And that church will be a glorious church without spot or without blemish. But God has said to us that in the last days there will many come in my name, Jesus said, saying, I'm Christ, and shall deceive many. Therefore, possible they'd receive the would deceive the very elect. That's what's happening in Thyatira with this doctrine of Baal. In this spirit of Jezebel, daughter of Ethbaal, of peace. Eating things, not of faith, but things sacrificed to idols, to devils. Well, God says, I will show that I am God alone, and I am the only God, the one person of God that searches the reins of the heart. And every man's going to receive according to his works, the works that accompany salvation unto perfection. Growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth. Now he goes on and says, This land is full of false prophets. John said the same thing in his epistle. 1 John 4 1. There, try you the spirits. Why? To see whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are entered into the world. Jeremiah is telling us that's what's happening in these last days. Many false prophets, not just some. It's overrun with false prophets in the church, seducing the servants of God. But God said, I'm going to remove them and put shepherds over them that will feed the church of God. There, the true word. And he says, now, there are many that have been deceived and broken because of these prophets. All my bones shake, Jeremiah said. I'm like a drunken man. And like a man whom wine hath overcome. That's the wine of the wrath of the fornication of Mystery Babylon. She's made all the nations drunk with her wine. The queen of heaven. She says, I said a queen. I am that Asherah. I am Asheroth. I am Tammuz. I am what Jezebel prophesies that I am the queen of heaven. Money, mammon, things of this world. Get it, name it, claim it, snap it, and grab it. By faith, it's yours. Setting your heart on the things beneath, not on the things above. And that's the great era. That is uh, that mystery Babylon, the great 
the mother of harlots and abominations of the world. What is it? Well, she says, I said a queen. I am no widow. And I will see no sorrow, no birth pangs, no sufferings for me. There's no cross. It's a crossless Christianity. They don't crucify the flesh with affections and the lust. They live to the lust of the flesh and say they have Jesus too. Well, God will rise and destroy them. And that is exactly what he's going to do and doing now. He says, the land is full of adulterers. Adultery everywhere. That is Jezebel, her whoredoms. The land full of it. For because of swearing the land mourneth. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up. Why? The new wine's dried up. The new thing that God is doing. Awake you drunkards and howl, for the new wine is cut off from your mouth. God's doing it now, but who has an ear to hear? And it says, Their course is evil, and their force is not right. Watch Jeremiah 23, verse uh, 11. For both prophet and priest are profane. They're profaning the house of God. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord, in the church. Wherefore their way shall be unto them as a slippery ways in the darkness. They're doomed. Therefore ordained the condemnation and the damnable heresies. And God sending strong delusion, they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, thinking that they're right with God, and they've asked Jesus to come into their hearts. What a day of reckoning that will be. Watch what he says. God says, they shall be driven out and fall therein, for I will bring evil upon them, even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. Why? And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal. That's a spirit. It's not the Holy Ghost, but it is a spirit. And it has an unction, but it's not the unction of the Holy Ghost. It's an unction of the spiritual realm, spiritualism, saying peace, money, get all you can. Whosoever has the gold makes the rules. If you don't look out for number one, no one else will. That's the world. Not love your neighbors yourself. Not condescending to men of, uh, and they're of good report. Preferring your brother above yourself. Fulfilling uh, and bearing one another's burdens. Fulfilling the law of Christ. They think that's foolishness. What have they done? They prophesied in Baal and they've caused my people to err. This is in Thyatira. It's Jezebel. And he says, he, uh, God says, I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery. That's Jezebel, whoredoms. And walk. Watch what they do. They commit adultery. They walk in lies. Rudy tooty, fresh and fruity. Prosperity. Money everywhere. You're going to be blessed financially. Not suffering call to believe on Jesus to suffer with him so you can reign with him. Not a fiery trial to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. 
And we are to rejoice that we're protectors of Christ's sufferings and the glory of God rests upon us. But they're in direct agreement. It says, no, we will see no sorrow, no sufferings, no birth pains, no sorrow, no cross on us. That's Babylon. That's the queen of heaven. That's Ashtar. That's Asherah. That's Tammuz. That is the prophets of Baal. And Jezebel leads the force and says, they strengthen also the hands of evildoers, not the truth, but the evildoers, the false pastors, the false prophets, and that none does return from his wickedness. They don't repent. They don't even know what to repent of. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. What do they say? Verse 17. What do they say? They prophesy unto you. Verse 16. They make you vain. How? They speak a vision of their own heart, not of the Holy Ghost, and not of the mouth of the Lord. They don't speak the oracles of God. What do they do? Verse 17. They say still unto them that despise me. They hate the Lord. They despise righteousness. The Lord has said, this is what they say, they prophesy, you shall have peace, prosperity. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon us. No trouble, no tribulation is going to happen. Somebody said, well, that's not a salvation issue. Oh, yes, it is. She says, I will see no sorrow. Sorrows are birth pains. And that's tribulation. Worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. That's the cross. That's the government of God upon each member in the body of Christ. Look at Amos 9, verse 9. God said, I will call and sift the house of Israel through all nations, God's scepter, the nations. Not the least grain will fall upon the ground. God will lose none that's in him. That that occupy till it comes. That that they will reap if they faint not, if they don't quit, if they don't turn back. The ones that turn back, God will have no pleasure in. Remember Lot's wife. But he goes on in Amos 9:10. But I will destroy. All the sinners of my people, which say no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. What? They say peace? No. They're saying peace when there is no peace, but God destroys them by the sword. Watch that. It says Amos 9.10. How does God destroy his people? By the sword, which they say wouldn't come upon them. No evil, no tribulation, no sorrow. No birth pains, no tribulation. And because they say that, that they're waiting for a pre-trib rapture, there's not going to be any sufferings and pain and the body of Christ coming to the end of themselves, that their power's gone and there's none shut up or left to reveal only that he is God and there's not another. Jesus says, I know not any, there's no other God beside me. No God junior around me. I know not any. If there was a son up there with a father, he would have said, there is another spirit with me, my son. 
but there is none other. Because the Son of God is that Spirit revealed, one and the same. Jesus said that. And my Father are one and the same Spirit, John 10, 30. Not in a union, but the same Spirit. Jesus stated that he's the Father in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. This they understood not, expected them of the Father. They don't understand it today. What are they done? They prophesied that we will have peace, prosperity, pre-tribulation rapture. Don't worry about it. We're not going through any birth pains. No tribulation. No sorrow. Well, God said in Amos 9.10, but I will destroy all my people by my sword. Jesus said, you think I come to send peace on the earth? Mm -mm. Rather a sword. Preach the truth, man of God. And woe be the man that holdeth back his sword from the blood. Preach the cross that God said do. That you have to love him more than the world. If any man love the world, love the Father's not in him. You've got to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust of the world. Whosoever loveth the world, the love of the Father's not in him. All that's of the world, the lust of the eyes. That's Mystery Babylon the Great. That is Jezebel's message. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the world, the pride of uh, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. That's Jezebel's uh, eating things offered to idols. They're not the things of faith. You have your faith, try that as by fire. How? Through all these uh, uh, manifold temptations. Count it all a joy when you fall into these diverse temptations. Why? Though your faith be tried as by fire, it's going to be tried. That it can come forth as pure gold. You've gone through the fiery trial and testing. Take it not strange the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. We have to be partakers of that. Jezebel says no. Mr. Babylon the Great says no. We will see no sorrow. We're a queen. We are no widow. We're the queen of heaven. We're married to Jesus. And they say the Lord says you will have peace. But God says they're prophesying out of their own heart. And I will destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword, which say no evil, no tribulation, no trouble shall prevent, nor overtake us. There you have it. Well, Jezebel is the daughter of Ethbaal. And we find that all through the word of God. We find that in that valley of Jezreel in Naboth. She, the way she works, she puts, brings false witness. All the ones that hate the truth bears false witness against the true believers of God to destroy them. Just like Jezebel did when Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard. She had them bring false witness. What do they do against Jesus? They bring false witnesses. What do they do against the church? Bring false witnesses. What do they do against Peter, James, and John? They bear false witnesses. And that's the same they'll do against you. That's Jezebel. Do anything they can to destroy you, the work of the ministry. And uh, they say, well, it'll destroy your, repu your reputation. It'll be uh, irreparable. 
irreparable damage. No, it won't. It's to destroy your reputation where you have no reputation. What is that? It have the mind of Christ. You'll find that in Philippians 2, 5 through 8. And let this same mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, Spirit, thought it not robbery to be with God in all of his attributes, the loft of the top, all of these attributes Jesus is. But he made himself of no reputation. But we want to have a reputation. We want to be the big preachers. We have, oh, look at all this flock. They just love me. But when you stand for Jesus, you don't have your own reputation. Your, rep- your reputation is all in him. Not you, but him. For you to live as Christ, to die is gain. You're crucified with Christ, nevertheless you live. Yet not you. No reputation. Christ made himself of no reputation. And when you get to that point, when you're not living, living for self-glory, self-gratification, you speak of him that sent him. Any man that speaks of himself seeks his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, the Spirit of God, the Word, there's no unrighteousness in him. And these prevail in you. Charity, which is the bond of perfectness. It voteth not itself, the not easy puffed up, seeketh not its own. It rejoices in the truth. And it doesn't seek its own. That's Jezebel, seeks her own. She has her table, not the table of shewbread where we eat and lift up the bread of life, the shewbread. She has her own table. She has her own ministerial table. And the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the gold, the grove, eat there with her. They follow her doctrine. The doctrine of Baal. Peace when there is no peace. There's only one God and there's not another. We're turning back to that true revelation of Jesus. Those that know the truth will gather together into one body and will be fitly framed together and contacted by the Lord Jesus Christ. Those there that are hearing this word, here, you want to work with us, BBM, our ministry team, then certainly call us, plus one, nine zero three seven four six four eight eight five. Leave a message, I'll get right back to you. We need to work together. The body of Christ is coming together now. Leave a message, I'll get right back to you. You can email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. I know that's a long email address. Sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Email me. I'll get right back to you. God's placing his body together right now. You can write to me. The address is on the screen. Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Whatever it takes, the body of Christ is coming together. Don't be deceived through these delicacies of and the wine of our fornication. Don't eat these things of peace. Take the cross of Jesus. Crucify the flesh with the affections and the left. Sanctify yourself, holy, both spirit, soul, and body. And you will be instruments meet for the Master Jesus. Till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.